How we deal with criticism of our work is one of the most fundamental skills, not only for your studies, but in life. This week, we're sharing our experiences and giving you everything you need to know on criticism and even how to embrace it. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Aaron and I'm joined by my co-host, Julia. Hello. And this week we are talking about criticism, right? Yes, because it's something that everybody will be exposed to during their PhD journey. So it's very important just to know how to use it productively, um, which can be challenging, I think, at times. I guess everybody hits their own (laughs) points in their PhD where they sometimes struggle with feedback or criticism from the supervisors or from peer reviewers or wherever or at conferences feedback that they get so something important to talk about yeah and you know from our own experiences you know i had this industry sponsor which i've talked about a few times and that was really tough and very difficult to work with because it was a totally different like industrial culture um very incisive very direct kind of feedback um and of course journal review feedback um some ridiculous comments that I've received in peer review um which just can be just so you're still emotionally like I'm still emotionally challenged but we'll talk a little bit about kind of how to manage that and Julia I guess you know I guess you've had in your past sort of many comments and edits that you've yeah requested and I think you remember well I think I'm someone who at at the beginning of my PhD journey especially felt like quite overwhelmed by so many comments and edits and oh everything I'm doing is wrong and um, yeah was quite upset (laughs) the first times when I opened my drafts and I felt like everything had like comments on them I needed to change so many things but then I think yeah I learned how to appreciate the comments and the detailed feedback and um, yeah we're going to share some advice on that and I think that's the key thing right I think number one is to recognize that everybody gets bad feedback no matter how experienced or or well they appear to be doing you know even if you think about your professors you know they don't um, they're not successful on every single bid that they apply to every single bit of funding they still get paper rejection so number one starting straight away with a tip is to recognize that criticism That's, is completely yeah, normal point actually because it humanizes as well the supervisors and professors out there because um yeah they're just normal people and they're dealing with the same kind of stuff as you said um i think someone um once said in a presentation which i quite like i don't know whether that's a famous quote and i just wasn't aware of it but to say that behind every success story are many many failures i think yeah that's we always see on social media especially right only the successes um of papers being published people passing their phd thesis but everything that leads up to that um, and that is dealing with criticism and continuously improving your work that's all behind the final successes mm-hmm. yeah absolutely very well said so this episode we're going to be talking about all of the skills practical skills that you need to handle criticism but go beyond that and also benefit from it so let's talk about our first point which is to identify first why the criticism stings so let's first talk about you know identifying why the criticism stings and i think really core to that process is self-reflection right which i think is a very important thing to be doing throughout the thesis but also through life to really think about those times that you've received criticism that you weren't happy with and then think 
okay, why did it make me upset or why did I get angry or why did I react the way I did? Um, and I think it's really important to identify this because then once you know that, right, knowing is half the battle, once you know that, you can really try and break the cycle, right? Yes, because I think otherwise you will end up in a situation where like every couple of months or whenever you receive um, feedback, you will yeah break down a little bit or, yeah, as you said, get upset and... Um, I think for me that often was because I felt not so confident in my work. Um, I, I was doing um, all these new methods and new topic and so I felt sometimes not so confident myself and then like adding on other people's stuff into my work that was just like a lot. But I think once I realized okay it's okay for me to feel like that because it is just all new and um, um, this will all, all be important experience so it's it's part of my journey that I get comments and that I do not feel confident um, but just to trust as well into my supervisors again and again that they're actually they're helping me and they will get me in, to the end of my PhD journey I think yeah just just calm me and um, yeah whenever then I felt upset say just I just could take a breath and remind myself of that but yeah it could be that you're comparing yourself against others maybe your colleagues um, you know that your PhD is only funded for three or four years so you might feel under pressure for that um, so these are all yeah. possible reasons yeah and that and that way. really important point about trust which we'll talk about a little bit later on about trusting the people as well uh, and I think when I reflect on sort of my own uh, personal experience I think is very much the case because I put so much effort into it so much heart and soul has gone into that work uh, and then to hear that it might not be at the level I thought it was I mean it's difficult but that's also a useful process in itself which again we're going to be talking about a little bit more about how you can embrace it so of course you know if you're feeling uh, like that kind of lack of confidence uh, and you're comparing against other people then you're kind of on shaky ground so when things like this come in it sort of crumbles the foundations. So uh, when those things do happen, let's talk about one of the easiest things you can do uh, to first react to that kind of criticism. So one of the easiest things you can be doing when criticism comes in and you can feel yourself getting upset or you know getting angry is to just simply step away from the uh, work um, and go for a walk right you can sort of take a step out even if it's a walk even if it's doing something completely different uh, sometimes I just say out loud I just go you know what I'm done for the day like I just go play a game or anything else um, and then after some time you know the dust settles uh, the kind of perspective becomes a little bit clearer and then even the feedback looks different as well like mm. the, the kind of initial sharpness that I thought was in those words actually I thought all right okay yeah actually fair enough like I can see <laughs> the points that they were trying to make um but I, I do sometimes I get really annoyed especially if I feel like the not all the time <laughs> but especially if I feel like the feedback is not you know justified or they've they've missed something really obvious and they're kind of criticizing me on a point which I kind of answered those things really get to me and mm. I find just stepping away is just really important. I don't know. Do you do you find something similar? Yes, I think um, I when I applied for quite a big fellowship and I really put a lot of time, not only me but also colleagues and um, other people with, uh, outside my apartment uh, department um, in, into that fellowship application. And then when I came back and it was not successful, unfortunately, that was really I felt so down. And 
there was the feedback attached and I thought no I'm right now <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at that because I'm not in a state to really take it in and um, so I think yeah that's fine I just left it for that day and then came back to it later and as you said like there's nothing you can do at that point um, if a paper gets rejected or there's nothing you you can't change that right now but you will um, just I think over time you get then the confidence and others tell you as you said um, at the beginning I think you said that even your professor or supervisors even they um, experience failures right so I think um, then others can really encourage you this is just part of the process just what it is um, but you will eventually get there where you want to be if you keep just trying and really um, trying learning to embrace the feedback which I think is a nice um, link to our next um, topic yes exactly so learning to embrace the feedback let's talk about that next So let's talk about the most interesting part of this episode, which I think is that whole kind of process of learning to embrace criticism and learning to embrace feedback. And I think fundamentally, it's really important not to ignore or dismiss criticism. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, again, one of the things that I'm guilty of, especially in those first few hours when something you know really annoying comes in. My first is to just think, oh, this guy's an idiot. Like, doesn't know what they're talking about um, and dismiss it but really important not to do that yeah especially I think with, with your viva already in mind you know um, especially if there's a little voice and you had that kind of you, you say that you you kind of disagree with the Christian but maybe like the tiny voice and you have said like mm, has doubts like actually maybe there's something about it what that person said and then I think it will just build up the anxiety that actually there is something true to that criticism and it might be something being picked up in the viva that you've missed because you just ignored or dismissed people so I think it's really important um, to consider everything that's was being said that doesn't mean that you have to do everything that's being said to you by um, comments in your supervisors or um, peer reviews but just to not yeah shut it out but just think about it yeah exactly and i think fundamentally it's a recognition that you know someone has taken the time to write that feedback so that's that's an important thing right they've put that time in they've put that effort in so you know embrace it uh, and i guess julia um you know one of the interesting things that you had mentioned is around you know in your kind of previous experience in music that actually it wasn't it was slightly different with feedback yeah so um in my undergrads when i did music and then i went to auditions for orchestras and you 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 drive to different locations travel a long time like on your own expenses as well just that here and then uh, you compete against i don't know sometimes 100 200 people and you only have to play three minutes there so everything comes in and then you just being said oh no you're out you're not in the next round um and you don't get any feedback often um, on why that is what you could have improved what the what the problem was what the issue was what they wanted what they're looking for so um i was actually really surprised when it came to the peer review process with journals that um yeah you you get a lot of feedback as well at least before your paper's rejected right usually if it's not desk rejected you get feedback from two people sometimes even more that have actually taken the time in their free time without being paid for it as well um, and given some some written feedback for, for you so I think I was really grateful for that 
Um, and yeah, try to remind myself of that. Okay, I appreciate someone has actually taken the time to to read my work. And I think that should be the same process, not not only with journals, but also when working with your supervisors. They're very busy people. And um, yeah, just any comment they made, the more there is, the more they really cared, I guess. Or that's uh, their way of showing that they really care for your work and for you to succeed in your PhD journey. Yeah, and again, that important aspect of considering the reviewer's position is another key point right so see it from their perspective mm. right see it from how they might have read it uh, and therefore you know the comments take on a slightly different tone then right when you think from you know and also it helps you sort of grow as a writer you know be, by being able to consider different perspectives so if your reviewer has or, you know, the person giving you the criticism comes from a slightly different background or is from a different seniority or different industry, then it gives you a lot of insight, actually, into the way that particular context thinks. And that's so valuable and so important to be able to, you know, develop yourself as a writer mm -hmm. is to think about those different contexts. So, again, another important technique in being able to sort of embrace the feedback. And I guess... The final point of all of this is really at the core of it, the emotional side of it, is really to depersonalize, right? Yes, and that's so important. Again, um, and as an example for music, I think, because um, as a musician, often it's what you really love, you're passionate about, about your music, about making music, and you're playing, if you're playing an instrument, it feels like this is you. Um, and I once went to a coaching, and I, th I thought for me it was quite helpful, this exercise, um, where they said like write down like who you are you're not only a musician or in the case <laughs> for PhD students you're not only a PhD student you're also a, a sister a daughter a friend a colleague a partner um, you're so much more than just that PhD student but I think often because a PhD does um, take quite a lot of time and effort um, in your everyday life it just becomes so big and um, it feels like it's you that's being criticized but yeah um, so I think yeah just trying to detach from it by making yourself aware what else you are really in life is really important yeah and of course not just the PhD as well you know if you're doing masters or bachelors yeah. I guess this is no. you know all levels it's really difficult and I think that key point is nothing to do with you as a person it's just about the work um and to try and detach from it and i guess you know another point to remember is that as you mentioned before you know supervisors have very little time so they often just say the things that you know need to improve and that mm -hmm. might also be the case with reviewers as well is mm -hmm. that again they're not being paid for this you know it's, a, it's kind of a lot of time pressure there they're so just they just pointing they just out, point out the things yeah. that need to change um and they wouldn't make the effort of giving these comments if they had already said no th there's no worth in me commenting on that i've already made my mind this is not worth it but i think so every time i get actually um peer review feedback i'm like oh okay it passed that star it's not desk rejected actually someone thought it's good enough to give add feedback and make this work better for me exactly and a really important point there is to focus on the problems, right? So focus on the feedback and not on the person, okay? So mm -hmm. just focus on the things that they've told you as in a purely practical sense. Uh, and remember, the work and you are two separate things. So really internalize that. Um, and then the kind of feedback and the criticism takes on a slightly mm -hmm. different tone. And I can say this very much from personal experience because this is one of my big things, as I mentioned, 
is that I take or I connect the work very personally to my own, I guess, self-worth. Um, and I get the two confused, right? I don't live for my work, but at the same time, you know, the effort that I put in, I feel says a lot about me, right? And so any criticism, I definitely used to anyway, and I'm better at it now, but I used to get that misinterpreted as being about me. And of course, that's just not true at all. Um, so really important, that depersonalization is one of the most important things that you can do to begin to actually appreciate the feedback. Um, and then, of course, build on that. So uh, let's talk about situations where you're getting the criticism, perhaps live or, you know, for something you've written uh, and some few tips on how to stay professional. So it's really important, no matter what you're reading about your work or if it's even being said to you live um, about anything, even if it's rude, it's really important to stay as the kind of bigger person. And I think, Julia, staying cool is, I guess, always more powerful and just better for you, right? Yeah, so I think in all my conversation, like whether that's in meetings or um in written feedback that I receive, I always start like, oh, thank you for the comment. I think it puts me into the right mindset to say, okay, thank you. I acknowledge what you said. And um, then I at my argued why I think this is appropriate or why it's not inappropriate, uh, why it's inappropriate. Um, and I think often rephrasing what was being said can mm. also be a good, good yeah. way to, um, yeah, find a common ground on how how to solve whatever problem or feedback came up um, together um, but I think yeah it's important to say if someone is being really rude or unprofessionally and you feel uncomfortable with that then I think it's also important and fair to call them out on that and um, yeah you should not suffer um, from from anybody whether it's supervisors or um, peer reviewers nobody has the right to like really give you rude personal feedback yeah absolutely and i think calling them out as you said is really important and getting help and, and support if you need to yeah. absolutely and when you do call them out you know you can again rephrase what they've said to you or mm. not rephrase you can use the exact words that they've said to you back to them and say look mm. um so as i understand it you're telling me that this work is whatever mm. terrible thing they've said um and you can then indicate you know that you appreciate the feedback but that mm. language is use of language is not appropriate and in fact like i've you know on um i saw uh this week on uh, twitter on x that you know there were a few people who had received some and they screenshotted and this was in their tweets sort of emails and things from supervisors and other academics which were just like completely inappropriate mm. the language and just really unbelievable and it almost looks like it's not real but mm. it's it's a genuine mm. thing that these people and it's just not appropriate. surprising even that it's written down because i would say like if you really um, are in an unfortunate situation where you feel someone is in meetings or so being really rude then i think just to asking could we record meetings or so not <laughs> do it for your own record or something then you have like um a record of that should that occur you know that you have some proof but hopefully i mean i think most phds hopefully it doesn't get that bad but um yeah just to say don't don't suffer um if that that should be happening don't suffer alone in silence yeah and it, you know to also acknowledge that going through that process of calling out that kind of 
you know, language mm-hmm. is scary. And mm-hmm. especially if it's someone senior. Um, so again, lean on colleagues for support. Mm-hmm. You know, chances are, if that's being said to you, then it's very likely to have been said to other people mm-hmm. as well. So you've got support there. Um, and hopefully the situations we're describing it, it don't apply to anyone mm-hmm. who's listening. Um, but if they do, you've got support and don't be afraid to call that out. And I think fundamentally, you know, a lot of that is about working with people you can trust. And I think if you have a choice of who can give you feedback, then, you know, giving that opportunity to people whose opinion you genuinely trust and value actually can be a little bit scarier, you know, and certainly when I think about um, just recently, I had to uh, interview one of my old supervisors as part of my study. And just by chance, I was interviewing her. Um, and I was actually super nervous beforehand, because I actually value her feedback. Mm. You know, I value what she thinks about me. And so actually, that was more nerve wracking than some like random professors, mm-hmm. which I interviewed. Um, but, you know, those are the people who actually have your best interests at heart, um, mm. and whose opinion will be really valuable Uh, and the same thing applies for things like if you're going for journals if you're uh, have the choice to say which peer reviewers to avoid and which that you you know those that you prefer I think again most of the time something you don't have to think about but if you know of something or you know of someone in your area who is just a very negative influence on the whole process then again you've got that opportunity there to carefully think about that and plan that right yes and um when i came to the end of my um, phd and i was writing my thesis i wanted to get feedback um, on my chapters from different people and again i think by the time i had like met so many colleagues and worked with different people at the medical school who were really trusted and appreciated and i thought like yeah could you maybe read my my um, one of my chapters because i knew i would really get constructive and good feedback because you also don't want to want to give it to someone who's just like oh this is all great right like reads well and i've heard from people who supervisor really just their whole comment on one chapter is like oh reads well or and i'm sure there's always something right that you can improve on a chapter so yeah i think make good judgment of of who you're comfortable with um reviewing your your work and also in terms of supervisors i mean often they're allocated to you but i think if you're really not getting on with a supervisor on how the way that they criticize your work um then i think there's always a way of how you could also switch supervisors or get someone else on your supervisor board so that you're not only working with one person if you're not getting along so I think, yeah, just get a feel in your department who you think you can work with and who you may rather stay away from. Yeah, no, all really good points. Um, and I think, look, in the end, it's generally a really important life skill anyway to identify those who have genuinely have your intra- best interests at heart. So that's a very nice message to end on. So hopefully this kind of rather self-reflecting on our part as well um, and quite quite intimate look at some of the experiences that we've had with criticism has given you a lot of confidence to see that actually it's a pretty normal process and that hopefully you know first identifying kind of why the criticism stings in the first place going through that reflective process a bit like how we've done here live on the show um, stepping away letting off some steam letting the dust settle before reacting and then going through this thought process of learning to embrace the feedback really appreciate the fact that someone's taken the time to do it stay professional and of course work with people that you can trust and whose feedback you really value and with all of that hopefully 
you'll be able to handle criticism like a pro. So thank you so much for listening to another How to PhD. And as always, or well not always, as of recently, Julia, any uh, any last parting wisdom to share with the listeners? Well, I'm starting, it's quite late now and I'm starting to get hungry. So I just <laughs> came to my mind, do not receive feedback, negative feedback when you're hungry because you just got to be more grumpy than you should. No, but seriously, um, important, I think really to um, say again, do not suffer in silence because the worst thing that could happen that, for example, if you get negative feedback for, let's say, yeah, a paper um, and you just don't mention it to anyone and you just suffer and don't you don't have the the energy to go back to that review then it just might get you might not um, get a chance to get this paper published if you just don't address the comments and just leave it as it is because you're so disheartened by the comments that's the worst thing you can do right if you're really stuck I think with negative feedback and I don't know how to address it I don't have a clue Go and talk to other people. Go to your colleague, go to your supervisor, go to friends, anyone, because they have been in that situation before and they know how it's like and they can help you get out of it or help you make a start with it or think about it differently. I think once when I got like um, major corrections on one of my papers and I thought it was really bad feedback or like as in I had it wasn't I couldn't see how I could address all the points. I showed it to my supervisor and she said, Oh yeah, that's that's easy. That's like average so um they have uh, our supervisors and like mentioned they had had so many of these kind of rejections or feedbacks so um yeah do not suffer in silence yeah very good point anything that's being said to you 90 percent chance everyone else has heard it before so really good point there thank you so much for listening to how to phd as always please do share these episodes with anyone who you think or know of who's doing a master's or bachelor's or PhD, share it with them uh, and share the love. And we'd love to get the word out about the show. If you enjoy listening to the show, another way you can support us is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or by visiting our website at howtophd.show and supporting us through Buy Me A Coffee. And as always, thank you so much to everyone who leaves donations over on there. It really does help us so much. Uh, Contact at howtophd.show and for our one-to-one service, one-to-one at howtophd.show, X and Instagram at howtophdshow, all places which we are trying to be more active on uh, in recent weeks, uh, but we always respond to messages. So please, if you have any questions, do get in touch i think that is everything for this week so we hope you have a lovely week and we will see you all next time